I'm Titan. I'm Josh. And I'm Paul, and you're listening to our podcast. Hey, Paul, you heard about our local radio station? What's that? WCYN. What's it talk about? All of our high school sports. Like basketball, football, baseball, anything you can probably think of, they'll talk about it. Don't they have a Facebook page? They do have a Facebook page and a YouTube where they stream all of the games. I'm pretty sure this podcast ain't even possible without them. I don't think it is either. Shout out to WCYN. For today's episode, we visited Bourbon and Toulouse, a Cajun Creole restaurant in Lexington, Kentucky. We got to sample the menu and spend some time with the owners, Kevin and Cameron Hethcoat. Welcome back to our podcast. We're here with the owner of Bourbon and Toulouse. Kevin, please introduce yourself. Hey guys, I'm Kevin Hethcoat, owner of Bourbon and Toulouse uh, here in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, we are a Cajun Creole restaurant that's been in Lexington for 18 and a half years. And we just opened a second location. Um, so we have campus surrounded. We got one on the uh, one side of campus, one on the other. And we serve uh, very affordable Cajun food that's all cooked from scratch. And uh, thrilled to be on this podcast. Well, first of all, I got to say, the food is great. It was really good. <laughs> uh, thank you, man. But uh, I just wanted to, like, so could you give the podcast, like, a uh, feeling of what you all make? At the, like at sure. the restaurant, like absolutely, absolutely. yeah. So it's uh, traditional Cajun and Creole food. We cook everything in very large batches. We cook everything twenty-five and thirty gallons at a time, and so things like gumbo and jambalaya, uh, Creole sauces and etouffee. Um, then we break tradition a little bit and do things like a white chili. We do what uh, what we call a Cajun red chili, which is more traditional, um, you know, American food. Uh, so. We kind of hit everybody across the board. We can, you know, do uh, more traditional stuff, and we can also feed picky eaters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what is your favorite food? Because mine that I tried might have been the corn. Oh, man, funny you should say that. The reason I actually own this restaurant is because my old boss and mentor, um, getting Joe Buskovich, who was from Louisiana, he created a dish very similar to the corn dish, which is called black beans and caramelized corn. And that is a play on a traditional dish called makshu. And I used to eat that dish so much that I finally got tired of paying for it and asked him for a job so I could eat it for free. And one thing led to another, and he fired me one day, called me in his office, fired me, and fired my business partner and said, you guys are ready to become your own men. And said, get out of Indianapolis and go anywhere you want, but uh, be ready to go open your own restaurant. And so here we are. What, like, inspired you to make that this type of food? Well, I'm actually supposed to be an elementary teacher. And I had decided I was going to actually be a teacher, and that's that was going to be my career, my life, and, you know, go on and ride out in the sunset with that. And I started working for uh, this guy from New Orleans and fell in love with what he was doing. And he was having so much more fun than I was in life. And I just had to keep going back and figuring out what he, you know, what was so special about this. And then I just fell in love with the restaurant industry. So it really, it chose me. I didn't choose it. I mean, it's a pretty cool place. It's hard to find places like this, like a, like a small yeah. restaurant that has that kind of food. So we got... I can't. What was the what was the food called that we like? What was it? Uh, so you like the chicken sauce pecan? Okay, that was definitely my favorite. I'm talking about yours. Yeah, that was my favorite as well. 
Or Josh? The corn or the, uh, what was the, uh, it was on the first dish you gave us. That, like, it was, it was like the the chicken and gravy. Brown. Yeah, so chicken etouffee. Yeah, that's what so it was. So chicken etouffee is uh, definitely our signature dish. It's a uh, brown peppery gravy with shredded chicken. I think I described it as chicken etouffee, I mean as uh, uh, KFC on <laughs> <Yeah>. a plate. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And then uh, we had the, it was, uh, did you call it just chili? Like it was... Meat the, with the beans or without the without, brown or the without, without the beans. Okay, so yeah, that's our Cajun red chili. It's a ground beef and ground pork, and it's a beanless tomato based chili. So more traditional. Um, the environment was also just amazing, like that you can just kind of freelance and do your own thing. Well, when we moved in, we moved into a restaurant that was already there. They went out of business, and it was a nice, you know, traditional looking restaurant, just sterile as could be. And um, we kind of made it our own. We didn't have any money to update it and do all the renovations that you traditionally do. So we just kind of started putting stuff on the walls. And, you know, randomly something would come in or we'd find a newspaper article that was really funny and we just throw it on the wall. And so when I sit, I don't often sit in the tables as a customer, but so it's kind of neat when I do things like this and actually sit there and eat. And when I look around, it's kind of like a tree to me. I can look back and, you know, there's 18 years worth of rings on my tree. And I can kind of look back and it's just a step back in history because it's just it's just a bunch of random junk that means nothing to most people, but it means everything to me. It's very eclectic. We'd like to show our appreciation to David Asbury and thank him for bringing our words to you. As a farmer, he works harder every day than we do in a week. Because honestly, we're seniors and we've been trying to avoid as much work as possible. Thank you, David Asbury. Do you need to store all your stuff, but you have no room? Yeah, where should I go? Go on down to the Storage Depot, located at 323 South Church Street, Santana, Kentucky, or you can call them at 1-859-235-0060. I saw on your theme is like New Orleans. Yes, sir. And I've never been there. Could you like maybe describe what New Orleans is like? Sure. You know, New Orleans is kind of a melting pot of America. Um, You know, lots of different influences. It's at the base of the Mississippi River. So, you know, going way back, um, it was a very important shipping hub. You know, you ship stuff down from the north to New Orleans, and you would receive stuff coming in from the oceans. Um, And so, you know, lots of things going on there. And so there's lots of French influence. So the Arcadians came down from, uh, you know, way up North America. There's actually a big um, Chinese influence. So it's just all these different people coming together and, you know, just melted all their foods together over the years. But really, New Orleans is a very special place. It's all about the food. It's all about the, the music, um, you know, the parties. And it's just very festive. And um, probably the thing it's most famous for is Mardi Gras, which is just a giant party to, uh, uh, you know, right before, it's, it's um, day before Ash Wednesday, about Tuesday's the last day of it. And so, you know, the tradition is that you get all your sins out before Lent. And it's just a wild, wild place. But it's, you know, if you get the chance, you should go down there just to eat and listen to music. It's oh, amazing. it's definitely on my list. Again. Oh, yeah. So you said it's right beside the Mississippi River, mm-hmm. right? So yep. when you're making when you're making your dishes, like, I don't know what you call them. Sure. Like, is it 
Creole. So there's Cajun and there's Creole. Cajun, Cajun, Cajun is, is uh, more country cooking. Yeah. It was you know uh, people out in the out in the bayou, and you just you would you know go out and kill what you could find. And make you know you have rice out there. And so you the, would so the fish from like the Mississippi River. Yeah, is sure. Like, okay, I got. And you. you know you would just there was you know way back there wasn't always the best refrigeration, so you know some might start to spoil, and you would just cook and cook and cook until you knew you just completely cooked everything out of it. So Cajun is country cooking, and then Creole is what you would find in the city of New Orleans. It's more kind of high class, uh, you know, yuppie chef driven stuff. So it's just two different styles. This ad is for one of our sponsors, Josh Ashbrook. Not only is he a huge supporter of our podcast, but he throws down on the dance floor, which you can hear all about on episode three of our podcast, Dancing with the Studs. Thank you, Josh Ashbrook, and good luck on the wrestling season. So I heard you all do tailgating, and I was just wondering how that works. I don't know. Is it is it just football, or, I mean, I don't know if they tailgate for yeah. basketball. You know, the majority of uh, our tailgating would be for football. Mm-hmm. Um, we're uh, 1.2 miles from the stadium. It's 30 minute walk. Yeah. So, you know, we have been doing this for 18 and a half years, so we've got uh, 18 football seasons uh, under our belt. So our food is very conducive for tailgating. Because, um, you know, a nice hearty food, especially as the season goes on, it gets a lot colder. And lots of people will uh, come get our food. And you just pull right up, grab, uh, load your food in a cooler, you drive over to the stadium. And, you know, within uh, within five, ten minutes, you're, you're ready to eat. And it really works out well. And then, you know, we do a lot of catering because it's one of, you know, I was, I was just telling my wife this the other day, one of the most fulfilling parts of my job that, you know, since we've started this is that, you know, 18 years is a long time. You guys even 18 yet? Yeah. So, you know, we've been doing this for 18 and a half years, so I'll probably outdate a few of you. And, you know, so we have kids because we're right by Henry Clay High School. Uh, you know, we're right by UK campus. Um, we got Morton Middle School and there's an elementary over here. So we've watched a lot of kids who started eating with us 18 years ago, watch them grow up, you know, and become teenagers. And they become, they graduate high school, then they graduate college. And, you know, we've done a lot of wedding receptions. And, you know, we just did a baby shower last week for a kid who started eating with us as a child. And so to watch that progression is been very fulfilling for us. And we've, along the way, we've catered the graduations parties, we've catered the weddings, you know, the baby showers. So we do a ton of catering, and it uh, definitely means a lot to us. So now when we play when we play Florida Gators for football, I was just wondering, do you all make a gator dish, or how you, how you do that? Yes, sir. It is, uh, we've got two dishes that are our most popular dish. One of them is alligator etouffee, and the other one for Thanksgiving we make um, a turkey etouffee. And so what etouffee is, is it's just a peppery gravy. And you put whatever meat into it. You guys tried the crawfish etouffee. You guys tried the chicken etouffee. But for the alligator etouffee, we take alligator tail meat and we'll stew it down in a broth for four or five hours. I mean, that thing's a dinosaur, so it takes a bit to cook it. But, um, you know, sometimes cooking a dinosaur is pretty good. So it becomes really tender and it's extremely flavorful. And so you're getting a gravy with chunks of alligator meat in it served over rice with some really good bread. 
and it's uh, it's extremely popular. And you know, it's kind of like the McRib; you can only get it at certain times yeah, of year. Right. So right. everybody looks forward to it in town. Um, from like a business standpoint, I know that you said you own the bar right next door to your restaurant. How did that come about? So that's actually kind of interesting. It's Chevy Chase Inn. It's the oldest bar in town. Um, it's 89 years old. Next year we're gonna hit 90. Um, believe it or not, I've not been here the whole time. But uh, so it's it's a piece of history. It we I guess it's been eight years now almost. Um, it came up for sale and there were people that were going to buy it and it was either going to become a wine bar or a Subway restaurant. And if it was in any other block in the city, any other location, I would not be sitting here. I would not own this bar. But it's a piece of our history in this neighborhood and this is Chevy Chase neighborhood the oldest neighborhood in town. And it was just one of those things that, you know, I just couldn't let this bar change other than the old dump that it is. And it's something that you can't recreate. I mean, if you had a million dollars, you could not recreate this history and this old rundown bar. And so we wanted to make sure, myself and two business partners, uh, wanted to make sure that a piece of history stayed in this neighborhood because, you know, it's kind of a trend across America is getting rid of the old and coming in with the new sterile stuff. And so, you know. Well, we love for, this neighborhood. For being 89 years old, you said, I mean, it looks good. It looks <laughs> yeah. amazing. It looks great. It's, uh, you know, it's just, it's a classic. And we've got a lot of people that, have, well, we've got a, we just celebrated a 90th birthday uh, a few weeks ago. And, you know, the old timer, one of our favorite people, and Chalk, Charlie Cornett. And, you know, just been coming here. Come in, stay for an hour or two after work. And, you know, he's since retired. But, you know, they get a lot of these guys that just, and ladies come in and it's just it's their neighborhood and it's their meeting place and it's what the old taverns used to be and it's just it's a gathering place and it's just what you do before you go home and come in and stay for an hour or two and have fun see your friends and go home well Kevin thank you for letting us interview you and try all the food that's all we have for this podcast tune in next time we'll see you later well, gentlemen before we finish this I just want to say thank you I've been uh, I've been very fortunate with uh, with media and you know I've been on quite a few podcasts over the years and been very fortunate in that sense. But I will say, this is the most unique one: <laughs> getting a bunch of high school kids who figured out a way to get out of school and do a podcast and something that you guys raise money doing. I'm I, you know my wife is friends with Miss Garrison. And so, you know, I've been kind of falling along in your progression with this, I would say, a scam. And, you know, really proud of you guys. This is really, really cool. And you'll look back one day and realize how neat this is. And you'll take this, this I don't know, ingenious approach that you found, and you'll take it with you the rest of your life. So really, really cool what you guys have done. Well done. Thank well, you. Well, thank you, too. We appreciate it. It's my pleasure.